Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Family Digging. And today we'd like to apologize for not being around for a while, but unfortunately the pandemic had us down for a little bit. But we're back up again and here we are today talking about the genealogical giants. This will be a series of podcasts on who the internet genealogical giants are and which one should you use. I'm here today with Carolyn Lancaster and I'm Paul Hendy. So Carolyn, tell me, what's up today? We're going to spend several sessions exploring the four genealogical giants of the records database industry. And those are FamilySearch, Ancestry.com, MyHeritage, and FindMyPast. We're going to talk about and emphasize what makes each of these companies unique. And we're going to start with FamilySearch, which is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, company that exists of its kind. So, what makes FamilySearch .org so unique? Well, it's free for one thing, and it's the only one of the four genealogical giants that is free. Free is good, and you'll find out I like that word, free. And it's available to everyone from home. Second, it has an extraordinary number of records, many with images of the original records and they are surely going to keep growing for many years to come. And why do I know that? Because even though they have tens of thousands of people, over 20,000 last I looked, who are digitizing records all over the world each month, they have only completed about 20% of their record base. And they are in a race against time, as are all the giants, to digitize all the world's records so they can prevent any further deterioration in the records now on paper and film. This is a worldwide problem for all our historic records. Paper and film have a shelf life that's not very long. Our history is disappearing. Family Search is fighting back by aggressively ramping up the number of digitizers working on their records. 2020 saw an average monthly additions to their records in excess of 25 million per month. And since then, since the beginning of 2021 in particular, they have been adding 30 to 38,000 million records a month to their online database. This is outstanding. Hey, uh, can I just interject real quick? Sure. Here? Uh, now, these records, are they like PDFs, books, uh, photographs? All of the above. Wow. Further, in addition to working on their own records, most of which are not currently available to see, they also are one of the major organizations that digitize for others. Both FamilySearch.org and Ancestry.com, another one of the giants, are digitizing partners for the National Archives of the United States. That would be N-A-R-A -A for short. Just to give you an example, one, when, when they do a, a project for others, they often negotiate to have an exclusive right to publish those records on their own site with images attached for a period of time. You know, Carolyn, we would 
probably be remiss if we didn't mention something that may be of significance to you and our listeners. This is meant as information, not judgment. The Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints has several practices that are not common to other faiths. One, which in particular affects family search users, namely, they baptize the dead, which is part of what they call temple work or temple ordinances. If you look on family search for those terms or simply Google them with the church's name, you'll find a number of articles explaining these practices in further detail. We suggest you investigate this before deciding whether to add your family members to their worldwide tree. It is primarily a place that the church members go to find the names of those who have not yet had temple ordinances administered. This doesn't mean anything to many people. But to others, it is very important. So, if these practices are a problem for you, please do not add your information to their family tree. You do not have to have your information on their site in order to do your research there. You do need to register for a free account with them in order to access their records. And it's really a good deal. It's free. Since the image of the original record is your actual evidence of the facts, not the transcription, that agreement is quite valuable to anyone who is involved in genealogy. The transcription should back up the image to reduce errors from getting into the system and to help the majority of us who cannot read Latin or old or foreign handwriting to make the image useful to us. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) How well this works is a different issue and varies from company to company, but I can assure you that FamilySearch has extensive educational resources to teach their digitizers the things they need to know to do a good job. They also have a huge number of books, periodicals, and genealogies to peruse online, and way more to come. Carolyn, you know, I'd like to just annex our little discussion here on family search. One of the most important things that I have found in my genealogical research and my sharing of my genealogical research is a thing called GEDCOM. And GEDCOM is basically an acronym that stands for Genealogical Data Communications. And it basically is like a little suitcase that you can take anything that you found on your genealogical family tree and put it into this little digital suitcase. And you send it to somebody else uh, so it has all of your ancestors' information in it. All of the resources, all the citations, all the images. It has everything to do with whatever you have found. The inventor of this was, believe it or not, Family Search. Family Search has, excuse me, has uh, so much technological background in it, uh, and they have been the technological leader in genealogy. But there is the problem. They're really into, how should I say, utilizing the GEDCOM uh, completely. 
not so much. In essence, they do allow for uploading of, of a JetCom to a family search, uh, family tree. However, you can upload to a family tree, but I tried this and it really only allows you to upload something like 300 megs. Well, I have 8,256 members in my family tree. That's kind of a large jet count. Uh, I think it's somewhere around uh, two gigs, I think it is, of data. And that includes, of course, photos and and all kinds of other stuff that I have in the PDFs and everything else I have in that uh, JEDCOM. <clears throat> so this might work for like a, uh, a beginning family tree, uh, but not so much for a, uh, somebody who's had a lot of information in their family tree. So then we come to exporting a family uh, JEDCOM. Exporting a JEDCOM is very important because if you're going to take what you did on uh, Family Search and you want to put it onto your computer into an application uh, on your computer, uh, say, you know, Roots Magic or Heritage or, 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 or uh, uh, Mac Family Tree, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not going to be able to do it if you don't have a JEDCOM from your previous platform. So uh, basically um, FamilySearch does not allow for direct exporting of your information um, from FamilySearch. If you do have an application, uh, say RootsMagic, uh, you are able to export uh, a JEDCOM of the information uh, that you collected uh, from Family Search, but uh, you know the thing is, you're you're also going to export all the other uh, information that you got from other sources as well. So I just wanted to make a note about uh, JEDCOMs, and uh, JEDCOMs is uh, probably one of the things that I think uh, is the most important thing uh, for uh, any. Uh, genealogist is the JEDCOM to preserve your information that you have collected. So four things unique to FamilySearch are, first, they are the only nonprofit of the group and therefore have a different motivation. Second, they have an abundance of learning opportunities. It's just terrific. Third, it is the only genealogical giant to be completely free to all users but you must open an account with them so that they know who they're dealing with. Fair is fair. And number four, they have a seemingly endless supply of records to search with new stuff coming online every day, and this will continue long into the future. So I guess that's about it. Um, Carolyn, you got anything else there? I have to trust you. You're the techie. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. And you're and you're the editor in chief. So <laughs> I guess we work well together. So everybody, uh, we look forward to seeing you at our uh, next uh, presentation, and uh, that will be on Ancestry.com. Right, Ancestry.com. We're going to be working on. So we look forward to uh, uh, 
uh, you visiting us uh, again, and uh, we'll we'll be covering Ancestor.com as one of the genealogical giants. Um, as usual, if you want a copy of this transcript, um, you feel free to go to FamilyDigging.com, go in our transcript files uh, for our podcasts, and pull the source for yourself. We also have links and genealogical files. Paul will have a PDF in there on GEDCOM in particular, and you're welcome to them, and we hope you enjoy them. Uh, If you want to be notified when our next uh, podcast is available, you need to subscribe so we can send you an email to say, we're up again. (laughs) And also, uh, just to uh, make note, if you ever want to directly email us, uh, we have uh, our email address is familydigging at gmail.com. Dot com. Feel free to drop us a line and add suggestions or uh, whatever for future podcasts. So I guess that's it for uh, this uh, this podcast. And it is. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.